Hello, this is the second ever episode of the Foodie Flashback, Food and Memories, where we talk about, well, my guest food and memories related to that. Um, today's guest is someone I'm, I'm very, very familiar with since I've been podcasting with him for, I don't know how long, like 10 years, maybe close to five uh... to 10, somewhere like that. Uh, no, no, because I didn't. Uh, did we meet up at Macworld? No, we met up right, right after, so after, it should be yeah, five then. So, so, yeah, it should be about five yeah. years. But I mean, you have been doing it. just five. feels like 10. It, it feels like 10, that's true. I mean, with almost like, I think most, like, I think I started coming to the big show like a year in or something. But I mean, two two shows a week, it's kind of. Yeah, you were predominantly the Mac show, and then you yeah. slightly, slightly slide into yeah, the big show. Stuff, exactly. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, you've been doing this for over 10 years now, right? 12 years now. Yeah. yeah. i got to say, I was talking to Damo, who's one of our Slack team members, and uh, just chit-chatting with him, and he was saying about, uh, uh, you know, about the community, and he said, you mm -hmm. know, because of this lockdown stuff, I've really got into the BTN community, and mm -hmm. what a wonderful thing it is, and I said... I treasure it so highly. There's, you know, there's there's a few little squabbles to, uh, to referee <laughs> in the middle of it, but you know the people are, are pretty awesome. Yeah. No, uh, I, I really do treasure it. I can watch for that. I mean, both in the Slack room and then also like in person when we, whenever we were able to meet up. I mean, crazy. Yeah, right no, now. the bash that's been quite good. We've had we've had a few hundred come to the bash, yeah, um, and it's been uh, and there's a few committed regulars, so it's nice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens this year, though. <laughs> Uh, I'm hopeful. I think I, yeah. I think we should plan to do it because you know it could be just around the time when the mm -hmm. when the band's lifted. So it, I don't want to miss out because we didn't. Yeah, I mean we can always do like a virtual bash of some sort. We'll figure it out. I think that's yeah, we will. That's the thing. All right. Um, so I mean, obviously we're not going to talk about tech today. We're going to talk about food. No. So, um, like, what's your relationship with food? I know you've you've gone through like a pretty drastic change, like in recent years. Yeah, so two years ago, I was diagnosed as diabetic. Um, wasn't a surprise. I've abused myself pretty badly, and uh, mm -hmm. I had a good time doing it. I got no regrets. <laughs> um, um, but I uh, I signed up with a, a nutritionist, a guy called Callum Walker, and I said, "Look, I've got to lose some weight because I've been diagnosed." And he went, "Well, we'll cure you that." What? Yeah, yeah, we'll cure you that. It's not mm -hmm. a problem. Not be an issue. So I said, "All right, let's go on it." And we went and embarked on this ketogenic diet, and um, I stick to it religiously now. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning uh, once or twice a week, and I'll just check my blood sugars. Um, I haven't had a blood sugar reading in the sevens for two and two and a half years. Nice. I wake up most mornings at sort of six two, six three, and then by the afternoon it's five. Yeah, by five, yeah. No and I mean, you've shared some like some recipes and like I mean obviously like pictures and stuff on Instagram and I mean I must I must say like the stuff you make looks amazing I mean like half of the well, time it's a high like, fat diet so yeah. that's the thing is because the, th the other problem you get is if you if you eat too, everyone goes all oh, right I'll do Atkins well mm -hmm. yeah but if you eat Atkins you're all protein oriented mm -hmm. and the problem then is that the body produces glycogen off the protein yep um, and so you end up storing sugars and you end up storing fats then on top of that anyway mm -hmm. so you still get the cholesterol issues and you still get the the blood fat issues yeah um because I'm eating 70% fat in my diet, um, 20, 25% protein and only 5% to, to sort of carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I can have 50 grams of carbs a day and not invoke a carb response. Um, yeah. but that's, that's done everything for me. So my blood sugars are down normal. My, uh, lipids are normal. My blood fats, uh, all normal. The cholesterol's mm -hmm. gone down as well, despite the fact I'm eating fat constantly. And, and it's, getting that over to people that actually fat's a good thing yeah that um 
uh, I did a, a, a an avocado breakfast for me and my wife a, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was um, uh, I did uh, bacon lardons, you know, bacon pieces, yeah. um, poached mm-hmm. in butter, um, full butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I put mushrooms into the butter, so they soaked up all the butter while they mm. fried. Then uh, mashed up a couple of avocados, mixed it all together into a mash, put it in a cup and turned it out upside down and then broke um, uh, 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 a poached egg on top of it. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the juices spilled out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. she, she she came out and said, that is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life, but that I'm never eating that again because that cannot be healthy. <laughs> and I sent it to Callum, a nutritionist, and I said, there's the recipe and he went, that is the perfect meal. Yeah. 70% fat, 75% fat, 20% carbohydrate, 5%. Yeah. So perfect. Absolute perfect meal. Yeah. I think you posted a picture of that and I was like, okay, I have to make that. That I mean, looks yeah. amazing. It sounds amazing. It oh, probably, it's stunning. I but like I said, that everyone goes on about, well, you know, your diet, do you find it hard? No, everything <laughs> tastes incredible because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just pure fat. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, what's worse than, like, I mean, is there anything better than, than bacon? Like, I mean, I don't think there is. No. No, no. <laughs> like bacon. I mean, what you just described, bacon, eggs, and avocado. Like, I mean, that's the trifecta that's for me. Gift of the gods, that is. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's crazy. Like, and, and I, I mean, I've, I've tried keto and I'm like, I'm still kind of doing a little bit like here and there. Um, it's not hard. Yeah, it's not know, it's very easy. But the problem you've yeah. got is that there's a there's a there's a girl that I know through a networking group, and mm-hmm. her partner's done it, and he sticks to it religiously the same mm-hmm. as me. And she said, "Oh, I'll eat normally at work, and then I'll come home and I'll eat the keto diet with Johnny." Yeah, okay, and I'm like, work. "Whoa, no, steady on, because that's <laughs> no. a recipe for a high cholesterol level." Yeah, because you're you're, you're eating carbs all through the day and then mm-hmm. you're coming home and eating high fat stuff your body's going to store and take all of that just be careful yeah exactly so i mean that's why i'm like i'm i, I was doing it quite for quite a while dropped off a little bit and i'm getting back into it like slowly yeah you'll take uh, seven days to clear your system yeah, of carbs. exactly but it's i mean for a while it is it is crazy good and as i said it's it, it is that easy i mean the the diff, most difficult thing for me really was um like like taking away the breads like i'm i'm german like i grew up with loads of breads like bread everywhere and that is that is pretty difficult but like once you have that bread pig and potato yeah exactly exactly that is it yeah beer big bread bread. (laughs) it's carbs isn't it yeah it it is yeah it is potato so it is but i mean the uk is not that different right no no with chips and and all Mm -hmm. that kind of rubbish and pastas and so on so yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how hard was it for you to like give that up, like the the typical British thing? Oh, like the a first pie. week of doing, yeah, the first yeah. week of doing the diet, I could have chewed my arm off. It was, <laughs> um, uh, but that was because my body was going, no, 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 no. I don't want all this fat stuff because that's hard to process. Mm-hmm. I want the carbs that are easy, you know, the mm-hmm. quick energy that I can use up. <laughs> exactly. And the way Callum describes it is like you've got two tanks, and your carb tank is is like your nitrous oxide that mm-hmm. you have in Fast and Furious, where you punch it and it gives you that wham just to get going, you know, fast, mm-hmm. but it's short-lived. Um, and that's where you get your glycogen depletions and stuff when you run marathons and so on. But there's a lot of keto athletes now are not getting glycogen depletion when they're mm-hmm. running marathons. And for endurance sports, it's a better thing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum's really qualified. I mean, he's he's a brilliant guy. Uh, yeah. CWnutrition.com, and he's he's just superb. If you want anyone to help you with any nutrition issues, he does a lot of stuff with athletes as well about performance stuff mm-hmm. for them and a few cricketers. He's uh, top notch. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, as I said, like I mean, the the British diet is not that different than like German 
Nah, and stuff, a lot of and so it's it's like it probably well, was it, difficult i mean a lot of beer like i know that you like beer a lot right <laughs> so, i used to yeah. I don't, I don't, I, if i drink it now i'll just have a big session on beer and it'll that'll be like a day of drinking mm -hmm. it i'll probably i'll probably put on four kilos in body weight just from <laughs> the fact that my body's going oh carbs mm -hmm. and retains it all mm -hmm. and then i go back on the normal diet and it spills it off over about four days so mm -hmm. i lose about a kilo a day yeah yeah, I mean, um, which is just a lot of fluids. Yeah, I, I don't know whether you had the same experience, but like, I mean, I I like took off sugar completely for a couple of years, and whenever I yeah. like, even to this day, whenever I take like do any sugar, like I can feel it, like my entire body starts to tingle and everything. Like it's it's really strange. Like yeah. my body is so yeah, body used... craves carbs. Yeah, and it's... it tricks you into it. That's like that yes. first week. It was just like yeah. my body going, no, 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 give me the carbs, give me the carbs, <laughs> give me the carbs. But after a week. It was like, yeah, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's a psychological thing comes with it mm -hmm. where you uh, you um, you don't look at carbohydrate with any envy anymore. You, mm -hmm. you, you get a mental change that comes with it as well. But you've got to do it with someone who knows what they're doing. You know, I, yeah. I was lucky I had Callum because there was a, there was a bit where I kind of stopped losing weight mm -hmm. and my blood sugar kind of didn't come down anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, "Yeah, what's going on?" He went, "Yeah, you're trying to eat, eat healthy, and you know, so here's what you do." and eat healthy in inverted commas and he mm -hmm. gave me a change to my diet plan every periodically he'll ring me up and say right give me a food diary the last three days so mm -hmm. i write out what i've had for the last three days and then he'll mm -hmm. write back and go perfect yeah. and it was the best money i've ever spent because he saved me life and i think cause certainly with this this coronavirus thing if i'd have been the the little fat boy that i was or the big fat boy that i was i think um because i think i had it a couple of weeks ago but i think mm -hmm. i definitely wouldn't have shaken it off i'd, I'd yeah. be dead now yeah i mean that's that's sad to hear but on the other hand like i mean well yeah so it's not yeah it's, <laughs> it's exactly brilliant. that's exactly that's true yeah but i mean what i'm hearing as well is i mean you said like you've lived like like you've lived in your life you've eaten you've drank oh everything. mate i don't, I don't so, regret it well, yeah, i do exactly. regret it because i could have looked great for all those years instead of looking <laughs> like a fat old man but uh prematurely but mm -hmm. um but man the i, I mean i I'm not suggesting I'm a great foodie. I don't know anything about the preparation techniques. Mm. Uh, my wife makes a beautiful, perfect white sauce. I couldn't even get near uh, that. I wouldn't say you're not but, too bad. Like, I mean, I've I've, I've had your food. It's it was oh, I'm okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's edible. Uh -huh. But 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 I just know when I like stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so like red wines. You know, people go, oh, this is a such and such, and it's really really good. And it's like, mm -hmm. if I, you know, and people appreciate things like Rieslings. Mm -hmm. um, like red Rieslings, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of, or the, the Tempranillos or those kind of things that are quite light. Yeah. I don't find those really appealing. I like heavy plummy stuff, mm -hmm. you know, the 13 and a half to 15% mm -hmm. wines are the ones that really get me. Yeah. Um, and I'll drink those all day. And, but I'm, um, you know, then if, if another, another time someone will say, I'll have this one. It's really light and fruity. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't like <laughs> light like, and fruity. Uh -uh. It's just, yeah i mean i think that's the other thing about food there are so many different tastes and things that that might interest you it's so it's so like diverse really i mean just i mean wine is a good example like how many different like sorts of wine and regions and and like tastes and everything there is i mean i'm i'm only getting into it like very slowly and i grew up with wine basically uh i did so i'm always interested in like the combinations of flavors and what you think mm -hmm. is is like wouldn't work together and then you go actually no that really mm -hmm. does work and i did some work for um an aeronautics firm and i stayed at a place up in morecambe called the uh the clifton hotel mm -hmm. um a beautiful hotel um quite how it was in the budget i don't know <laughs> but i went down for dinner and they said um would you like uh, a drink yeah that's great i'll have a pint of whatever it was mm -hmm. And they turned out, and I got a little plate of um, canapes. Mm -hmm. 
And it was like, oh, okay, so what's this one? And the guy went through them all. And he got to one and he said, that's the curry and uh, curry paste and strawberry mm-hmm. uh, canapé. And I'm like, nah, bloody hell, that's going to be disgusting, man. And it was beautiful. It's, the, it's one yeah. of the best things I've ever tasted. It was this rich, creamy, yeah. but really sharp and spicy yeah. curry spaced. And then it had just got a half a strawberry sliced on top yeah. and just eating it together with the wafer biscuit. It was like, wow, boom, yeah. that's I- fantastic. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing, like those those weird combinations that that you think could never work, and like they do. Like it's it's crazy. I yeah. mean, uh, like anything anything spicy and sweet actually works pretty well together. Like my experience, or most things. Like it's it's crazy. There was a thing years ago on the TV. It was a guy called Lawrence Lorraine Bone who used to do like uh, home uh, decoration stuff mm-hmm. in the UK. And he started talking one night about if you, if you get colors, if you get foods that go together, the same colors tend to go together with design. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so like milk chocolate and strawberry. So if you put like a light brown and a red together, it looks mm-hmm. disgusting. But if you get a dark chocolate and a strawberry, A, they taste nice together, mm-hmm. but actually they visually look nice together as well. So that's a two good colors for decoration of mm-hmm. your house and so on. It was really good, really interesting. That's that's I've never thought about it that way, like that you could like pair food, like you pair colors or vice versa. Yeah. But I mean, there's definitely something to it. I mean, food is is very visual. Like, if you look at a plate and it's all like the same colors, like it's all whatever browns and yellows, it's kind of boring. You add a yeah, little bit I of green, like a little accent, something on top of it, and all of a sudden it works. Brown is definitely when you go on the keto diet. Brown is a color that definitely just disappears from your mm-hmm. register for food because you don't look for th- you're not looking for foods of that color. So mm-hmm. I walk. In, I mean, I used to go into Greg's and uh, I, I've never been a pig for for pastries and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. always been like oh, I like the flavor, but that's enough. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too worried about. It. I've always been mm-hmm. a meat eater, not a savory person mm-hmm. um, uh, or a sweet person. Rather, I've been a savory mm-hmm. guy. But I'd go in and look at um, and I'd have an egg custard because I love egg custard. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I walk past the Greg's and I, I, I just, I, I blank it. It's just like, it's not there because mm-hmm. it's just the Browns don't, don't appear in my diet anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just, you just forget about them. Yeah. It's been a good thing to do. Um, am, am I going to live longer because of it? We'll find out, oh. but I, you know, it, I've given myself the best chance. If you look at me, yeah. me medical readings, all my medical mm-hmm. reasons say I've made the right decision. So, yeah. I mean, you've definitely at least not cut your, your life short. Like let's let's put it this way. Well, I'll find other ways. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's, sure. that's human beings. Like, I mean, that's that's. Yeah, normal. I got a better diet, but then I took up skydiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think we've fairly like established that you. I mean, you you don't call consider yourself a foodie. You said right. Um, I know what I like. I, mm. I don't get too prissy about it. And it, it, like, if someone gave me food, if I put it in my mouth and it tastes all right, I'll go, wow, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not one that would sit and pick it apart. And, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. I tend to eat my meals quite sectionally as well. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, I've got no idea why I do it, but it, I'll like, I'll eat. Um, so if you give me a, like a meat and two vegetables, mm-hmm. I'll probably, if, if, if I was eating potatoes, I'd eat potatoes first with gravy and get rid of those. Mm-hmm. Then I'd move on to the beans or something like that. Then I'd have peas and I'd finish with my meat. And mm-hmm. I'd just I'd eat it in that sectional way, whereas my wife is very much cut up the, the food and then pile it together so there's a mouthful of all of the flavors mm-hmm. on the plate. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get that. I just don't yeah. get it at all. And when they do MasterChef and stuff on the TV yeah. shows, you know, and they're piling all these things together and putting mm-hmm. it in and going, oh, I'm, 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 I'm like, like oh. I'm eating that separately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I, I think that's that's something that, that you see a lot in like very creative people, people like us, 
uh, like more technical oriented. I've seen that a lot where like, I mean, my, my entire family is like that, where they're very like organized, like I eat the peas first and then I eat the potatoes and then I eat the meat. Like I, I do yeah. the same thing. Like, I mean, every now and then I'll do the, okay, I'll combine the flavors just to see what it is. Like, how does it taste together? But usually I'm like, okay, let's eat them. Separately. So typically, if I if I bother to have a breakfast, then typically my breakfast is going to piece and make. So I'll probably do like a pork belly or something, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a bit of sliced pepper, a bit of sliced leek, mm-hmm. um, and some scrambled egg with it, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe a bit of cheese. Um, and I, um, uh, the interesting thing is when I eat that, I don't eat that sectionally. So I will take a piece of egg, a piece of. Mm-hmm pepper a piece of, of leek and cut off a piece of meat and eat the whole thing in my mouth at the same mm. time it's not so i don't know why i do <laughs> but i do with that one so that's, that's like could ask a psychologist to interpret that oh, now Jesus. i don't oh, know it doesn't matter like i mean i think everyone's that's, screwed no i think i think that's the thing about food like we don't have to know like why we do it like it doesn't matter like we we like it that no, no. way we eat it that way we enjoy it doesn't matter like, and if yeah. someone else does it differently and enjoys it differently, well, so what? Yeah, I'm quite good at things like if um, if someone says they're going to cook something, I'll go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, you've got to be careful there because that's going to go dry. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, it goes dry. And it's yeah. like, mm, like <laughs> totally I understand yeah. the process of cooking and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it's I wouldn't describe myself as a foodie, really. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a dustbin, to be fair, as well. <laughs> and I like a lot of foods that are different. So mm-hmm. um, my I've got a friend who owns a Chinese restaurant. Um, and I grew up eating offal. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've had, as a baby, I've had tripe and mm-hmm. I've had, um, I've eaten pig's intestines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, it's, I, I don't shy away from offal. I really embrace it and love it. And I think it's some of the tastiest meat you can get out of mm-hmm. an animal. Um, but he does, uh, he's one of his restaurants. They do cuttlefish stuffed pig's intestine. Mm-hmm. And it is the best thing ever. <laughs> A Chinese restaurant. It tastes amazing, but you, I'll sit and eat it, and my wife's sitting there going, <laughs> "Like it tastes great." Mm-hmm. It's just the thought of it, and it's like, yeah, well, that's, yeah. All of the the only thing you don't eat is the hooves. The rest has uh, got to go in something. Yeah, I mean that's um, the what is it called? Uh, nose to tail, basically. Hmm? Philosophy, like you basically yeah, eat everything. I mean, eat in some shape or form. I mean, you might not eat it directly, but like in a stock or whatever. Like, did you did you ever watch Hannibal the the TV series, not uh, the films? I don't think so. No. You should watch those. Uh, so if you can get those on Netflix or something, sure. Hannibal was brilliant because it got Mads Mikkelsen. I love him; he's a great actor anyway. Mm-hmm. But he um, he periodically you see him flicking through like a rolodex of recipes, mm-hmm. and you kind of like you know damn well that it might say liver, but it's actually human liver that's going to be used, <laughs> not pig's liver. But I was just sitting thinking, I would love that recipe book because some of the food that he makes mm-hmm. in the show looks looks high quality fine mm. dining it looks amazing and i bet it tasted amazing as well even though it was your granny but um uh it, it's uh i just i love a recipe the hannibal mm-hmm. the hannibal lecter food of, of offal <laughs> would just be such a someone, great so, christmas present someone has to someone, i mean if it doesn't already exist someone has to make a book like a cookbook yeah the hannibal lecter the hannibal i'm gonna lecter. go on amazon actually let's go on amazon and see if we've got the awful cookbook on amazon <laughs> Because uh, that would be amazing, but there's, there's, I, I'm not afraid of offal. I've, mm-hmm. My family's had a butcher in them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my uncle was a butcher, so mm-hmm. uh, and part of me think, you know, we're talking about my grandmother's trifle today, but but she would always cook and prepare food that was made, mm-hmm. and she came up through the war as well. So she was, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, she was she was yeah, right in the thick account. of it. Yeah. So you you eat everything that you can get. Yeah. You don't. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, you eat what you, you get basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, when you grew up, like, did you cook a lot with your with your grandma, or like, your, yeah. did your family cook a lot, or was that more? So, uh, some of my fondest memories. My grandmother used to live in a flat above um, a shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle owned the shop, and there was a butcher's down there as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'd get uh, dropped up there on a Friday evening sometimes when mum and dad were going away or doing something or just wanting a break from me. Mm-hmm. Probably now, <laughs> Probably. looking back, I know that. But <laughs> yeah. at the time, it never was fast <laughs> off as that. And uh, so, we, we'd um, we'd have something to eat on Friday night. And then Saturday, she'd be like, what do you want to do? There was a little toy shop over the road. So, she used mm-hmm. to walk me over the road and buy me something. It's a pound or whatever. Then we'd go into the shop and we'd buy food and stuff. And we'd we'd make a cake, or we'd make biscuits, or we'd mm-hmm. uh, we'd cook something. I mean, mum and dad were pretty good as well. With my dad's a very good cook, um, mm-hmm. not anymore maybe because he's he's older. He's, he mm-hmm. he forgets stuff, and he, he sure. his taste buds have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he was younger, most definitely, and he's got a lot of traditional Irish recipes, so like mm-hmm. bacon stews and things like that, which are really high in flavour and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all flour and butter beans and those sure. sort of things. <laughs> Um, uh, and he does the Christmas cake every year and he does mm-hmm. Christmas puddings every year and they're still brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's still really good at that. Um, but, uh, so he's always been a strong cook. So I, I've had good cooking influences throughout mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a cook. But. <laughs> did, I mean, did, did you ever cook with anybody like as a kid? Like, was that something that was done in your family or whatever you would like stand in the kitchen with like your parents or grandparents and they would give you the job or something? Yeah, I used to get cutting up some of the veg and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was um, were, that was a. You know, I was never excluded from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Though it mm-hmm. wasn't it, it wasn't a negative in the slightest. Yeah. I mean, when we had Christmas day dinners and stuff like that, I was you know told to shove off and mm-hmm. feet. Okay. But yeah. Sunday dinners and stuff, I get to mm-hmm. peel potatoes and things like mm-hmm. that until I realised peeling potatoes wasn't that much fun after all. <laughs> it takes you a while, right? <laughs> you re- this is I found a book on Amazon, right? Um, uh, Awful good, very good use of words. Cooking <laughs> from the heart, but with guts. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big piece of tripe on the front cover. Twenty pounds forty two in hardback. Nice. Wow. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes, and then we'll uh, there's also <laughs> Awful the Fifth Quarter by Anissa Halu. <laughs> uh, and then that's pretty much it. Actually, that's disgraceful. That's actually yeah crazy oh there's a book called nose to tail mm-hmm. yeah i think that that be... one is that one is i think well known that's like a international standard basically. Oh, and, the, and the awful cookbook 15 recipes for seven pounds on kindle only though <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it's I, I, it's it's really interesting that like any kind of like awful anything like that has pretty much disappeared in a lot of cuisines like, yeah. I mean, it used to be. I mean, it used to be like a, this, like the thing that most people would cook because it was also usually the cheapest. Like the the, the thing that was available and was cheap and like you could afford it was yeah. What's this? What's awful? What's what's the cuts that nobody nobody else yeah, it's wanted? It's just how you cooked it. I mean, yeah, we did a thing. Exactly. We did a little cooking competition last week in the house mm-hmm. with uh, Bryony wanted to cook something. Then I cooked on the second night, and Sharon cooked on the third night. Mm-hmm. And Sharon wanted a pork shoulder for hers, and we paid mm-hmm. twenty four pounds for a whole pork shoulder that she mm-hmm. used. You know, we've we got a lot out of it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I bought short beef short rib, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I've never, I've never eaten short rib before." And I was like, "Short rib is amazing, it's yeah. fantastic." Yeah. Um, and it's not, and it was. I think she paid something like she paid twenty four pounds, but mm-hmm. we got two meals, two sets of meals out of that. Mm-hmm. So it was twelve quid for her. Mm-hmm. I paid less than a tenner for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. But I said, like, I, that has a lot. I mean, a lot of 
like I, I've never I've not seen it anywhere, like even on a menu or anything. Which which is crazy because it is yeah. as you said, it is really good. I mean I remember from my dad, like he used to do I think intestines or something was his his favorite dish and like he he would do it every like couple of weeks and it was Fried cheap. pigs intestines are gorgeous yeah exactly it was cheap you need and to clean them don't get me wrong yeah sure <laughs> <I'm not> no <laughs> yeah sure if you get a, if you get a clean yeah. pig's intestine because they're beautiful as well because they're little mm-hmm. sacks mm-hmm. they're little round uh well they're not round they're like a pillow mm-hmm. so you can stuff them with anything you like and they, yeah. they they're just gorgeous you can mm-hmm. yeah, i mean you could serve those as, as, a, as a canopy on a pair of teeth and put someone would eat it and go wow that's amazing mm-hmm. what's that it's a tip pig's intestine <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, not not today, but I mean, sausages are like the, those are intestines, like the the casings yeah, they used were. to be intestines. Yeah. I mean, they still uh, actually absolutely. still doing that in some some areas, yeah, yeah. but so so I mean, I know in Germany they still they'll do that, not everywhere, I, yeah. but yeah. Well, because butchery as well. Is, I mean, the butchery's kind of dying out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got a great butcher over the road from us who's mm-hmm. brilliant, really good. I go in there, I ask for stuff. He just yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought a seat for my bike, a Brooks um, seat, and I went to do because Brooks make their saddles here. They're really good mm-hmm. quality saddles, mm-hmm. and they make them out in Smethwick. And I went out because they've got a fitting service, so they'll mm-hmm. they'll tell you which one is the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won't sell it to you because they've got sales agreements with Amazon and people like that online. Mm-hmm. But it was so I went over and, I, and the guy said, "Do you want to look around the factory while you're here?" I'm like, "God, yes!" So I went mm-hmm. out and there's there's um, there's a rack and it's got um spiral copper spirals um mm-hmm. springs like mm-hmm. a, on a on a big you know i used to get a, bu- a big seat and there was big mm-hmm. se- circular yeah, yeah, springs yeah, cushioning that. on it yeah and i said my god i said do you still do like spiral seats he said yeah yeah i said where the hell do you sell those and he went germany mm-hmm. lots of butchers in germany and they all still deliver on their bikes and he mm-hmm. said we sell tons and tons and tons of butcher bikes to yeah. uh saddles to uh, to germany yeah yeah it's sad like that's something i definitely do remember yeah, it's mm. it's it's crazy. As I said, like those those like old recipes that are kind of dying out. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's still people. Some people are still doing it, and I know that some restaurants have actually picked up on it and are because it is different and unusual than than the norm normal things now. They're kind of like going back to it. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit sad that people are not not doing it. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's. Uh... You're missing out, people. Awful yeah. is the is is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's also a waste. I mean, if you think about it, like what happens to that stuff? Like, what do we do with it? Like, if we only eat the like the the, the nice cuts and like whatever the the chicken breasts, what happens to the rest of the chicken? Like those questions, you have to ask yourself, right? Yeah, but you got to you got to remember that the the statement one hundred percent beef will still apply. <laughs> it's true, yeah. So when you see sausages that say one hundred percent meat. They mm. are one hundred percent meat. They are one hundred percent sausage. They yeah, might have a bit yeah. of offal in them, though. Yeah. But you shouldn't you shouldn't shy away from them because no, of that. They probably uh, taste better because of that. Actually, the opposite. I, I talked to the like, last episode. Doc and I talked about that a little bit. Um, like a lot of sausages in Germany actually have offal in it, like traditionally even because yeah. that's like I mean that was again like back in the day. Actually, probably the reason why sausages exist was because that was one way how you could process like the the cheaper cuts. Like you would simply. Like, yeah no, like, I love offal. Yeah, I love offal. It, it, I need to. I need to. I need to get a good offal cookbook. It needs <laughs> you to be found like a couple. Fine. I, well, I just I, I've just <laughs> opened the first one there, um, the the offal good one. And the problem with offal, the reason he's going to not sell anything is he's got pictures of dead cows' heads and dead pigs' heads and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you're mm-hmm. kind of like, 
that's yeah, not okay. the way to sell this. You want to no. you want to get a book where you show like a fine dining image and mm -hmm. you just put the ingredients down. You don't want to be showing a pig's ear and that no. kind of stuff because no. it's, it's not going to sell your your art. No, I mean you you do the same thing with like I mean whatever. You, I mean usually you don't show like a raw like whatever raw rump steak. Like you show the yeah. you show the finished sure product. Could. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. You're only so, going to attract the sick puppies. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The lectors yeah, of the world. Yeah. I mean, one, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about my memories, but one memory that just came up when you talked about like heads is I went to a, I think it was like a Turkish supermarket like years ago in Constance. I think you've been in Constance as well. Um, yeah. No, and there was Constance. like, they had, I mean, they, they sold like um, goat's heads and everything. Like they, they yeah. sold the entire the entire animal and I, I always thought that was really cool that you could get that i never did anything with it like i was i mean i was a student <laughs> no, i mean if anyone's uh, listening who, who's, who's got an opportunity to go to constance go because mm -hmm. it is yeah. it is a beautiful town don't go in the summer because you get bitten <laughs> to hell yep. Yep. all the lakes just mm -hmm. go all the, the bugs on the lake mm -hmm. but if you go in late autumn uh, or through the winter it's gorgeous the christmas market there's lovely mm -hmm. and then you get on the ferry and you go over to friedrich's half and over mm -hmm. the over the lake and um their Christmas market is brilliant. We've got mm -hmm. a thing uh, like a globe that we saw being made there. There's mm -hmm. proper artisans there. Yeah. And then you got go over towards Italy and you've got the Zeppelin Museum as well, which is yeah. just incredible. You've got yeah. to do it. It's a fantastic it, Absolutely. So you wanted to talk about your, your grandma's trifle. What, what makes that special for you? So, I mean, Gran was always a good cook. Like I said, she had, um, uh, she would pick on, uh, you know, she'd do roast beef and things like that. When my mom and dad came to pick me up on a Sunday afternoon, she'd do a roast beef and the roast beef was beautifully cooked. It was piping hot, but it was still red in the middle. It was, it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And she was the only person in the family that could make a Yorkshire pudding rise at the outsides mm -hmm. um, and, and without it, you know, going to a dome. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about buying Aunt Bessie stuff, you know, it was properly <laughs> made from a batter and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the one thing she always used to do, she said, do you want, a, do, what do you want for pudding? It was just like, trifle, <laughs> grandma's trifle. Mm -hmm. um, and she made a sherry trifle and it was made. So I can't stand sherry trifle that's got custard in it. That's like a blancmange. Mm-hmm. That's that set custard. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. I, mm -hmm. I, and I can't, I'm not a very good, I'll eat nearly anything. But the mm -hmm. only thing that really turns, there's two things that's turned my stomach, smoked mackerel. I can't, mm -hmm. put, if I put it in my mouth, yeah. I get an automatic reflex. Like I want to spit it across the room. Yep. It has to come straight out. Yep. And, it's, and it's a violent reflex. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with blamange. I cannot stand blamange. Mm -hmm. So set custards just, and I'm sitting thinking about it now and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've got some waves coming over me. But my grandmother's sherry trifle had um, uh, like a biscuit come uh sponge kind of base mm -hmm. and it it was it was i don't know how she did it but it was they were all soaked in sherry um and they were they were left for like half a day to go through a, a to, to soak all the sherry up so they weren't mm -hmm. they weren't crispy but then she'd have a custard on it but the custard was a liquid custard that went on it mm -hmm. and then she'd do more sponge and then the trifle on top wasn't jelly it was it was kind of um I don't know what it was. That was a thing. I, I have no clue what it was, but it was, it was a, it was, it was like a mulch of some of the the biscuit stuff again, mm -hmm. but with raspberry, strawberries, or whatever that was in there. And then there was a thin layer of custard again, and then there was cream on the top. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it, the 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 texture of it was like um, uh, it was velvety. Mm -hmm. 
it was like putting a velvet curtain in your mouth. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it had a, a, a rich, a rich, lush texture mm-hmm. and it was incredibly smooth on the mouth. There was no tart tastes or anything mm. like that. So being a kid, you know, crave sugar and that kind of thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that was it. But that was my grandmother's mm-hmm. sherry trifle. It was, mm-hmm. it was a big part and it was my always, what do you want for tea? Sherry trifle. And mm-hmm. if you go anywhere else in the family, uh, my aunt Jean was a cake maker and she was the best cake maker in the family mm-hmm. by far. But if she did a trifle, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Grandmother's was the only one that, that you just yeah. could eat. What did you, what do you think made it so special for you? I mean, compared to your aunts, for example. Um, I've got, no, it's, it's not about memories and stuff like that. because I've got a lot more memories because my mm. grandmother died when I was 14. My mm-hmm. aunt didn't die until probably I was in my late four, mid mid forties. Mm. Um, uh, and the, the food she made was great, but mm-hmm. it just, it was just different. And mm-hmm. my grandma, I'd say it was that velvety texture, that kind of smoothness. You could have, you didn't chew it. It, it would have slid down without chewing it, but mm-hmm. just letting it go around your mouth in a chewing motion actually mm-hmm. made it enhance the experience mm-hmm. before you swallowed it. Yeah. Um, it was um it was it was it was firm but it wasn't hard and it was firm mm-hmm. but it, uh, you know but it was loose but it wasn't it wasn't runny it was mm-hmm. it was a weird texture in the middle but it was always consistent it was mm-hmm. always the same you, you know she, she could cook it blind and it would mm-hmm. come out exactly the same and it would mm-hmm. taste the same and there was never a variance on it mm-hmm. um uh, i don't know it, 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 and then, you know i had a lot of happy times with my grandmother the, the, the fridays of spending time up there were um mm-hmm were very special to me in my, in my childhood sure i i mean it's something i've i've experienced that's why i'm asking like um it's i i, I don't know why but grandmas seem to be special in some way i mean you might have your aunts you might have like other family members that you go to but like something your grandma cooks for some reason like anybody i've talked to it's always grandma It's never like it's never an aunt or like your parents or whatever. It's, it's always grandma. Yeah, I think it's a time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, statistically speaking, your grandmother is going to outlive your mm-hmm. grandfather for a start. So you're going to get more time. My granddad died at three. <clears throat> I've got memories of him, but mm-hmm. most of them probably have come from cine footage, not um, mm-hmm. my own real memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had my grandma till I was 14 and I spent a lot of time with her and, and, you know, w- when the parents get old, grandparents get older, they get less mobile and that kind of thing. So, mm. you know, like Ellis is, is lucky because his granddad on Sharon's side was able to play football and golf and cricket with him and that kind of stuff in the mm-hmm. garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine wasn't. And my grandmother was, was quite badly debilitated with a bad hip that never got replaced. Um, so the only thing we had was kitchen. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, it sounds the reason that, you know, a lot of the more intimate activities of, of standing next to someone doing something is going to be cooking. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, just trying to be logical about it, but, but yeah. It's probably also a generational thing to some extent. I mean, um, it's like, I mean, like traditionally, like back then the, the, the women in the family would be more the ones that are cooking, not always, but a lot so. of times. And I think that somehow also then translates to to us, like that we obviously, if we were at all interested in co- in cooking or like as you said, simply by spending more spending time, we would simply spend yeah. time where, while they were cooking. I mean, my my family's quite quite high on matriarchs. The mm. uh, I've spoken to some some girls and stuff at, at networking meetings and things, and they've said about oh you know doing it for the girls and women's rights and women mm. and fem, you know feminism stuff. And I'm just kind of like I don't get that. And they're like, what do you mean? I said so. My grandmother was the mayor of Dartford in 1952. Mm. She was she was the first female mayor in 1952. So mm-hmm. you, you 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 know don't tell me 
about equal opportunities because she was the mayor of Dartford. She mm-hmm. was Libra of the Labour Council for mm-hmm. for five years. Um, but you say that, but she still cooked all the meals. I know mm-hmm. damn well Bill didn't cook any meals um, yeah. so, <laughs> unless she was out doing yeah. councilman stuff. You know, he wasn't renowned. I mean, mother mm-hmm. doesn't talk about my grandfather cooking. That that mm-hmm. patriarchy making matriarchy role was still present in the household, mm-hmm. even though she was, you know, way ahead of her time. Yeah. But yeah. her sister was a was a massive matriarch as well, so mm. she was always the the bluster in the family and the big mm. the big character. My mother was assistant director of health for Sully Hill, so she always mm-hmm. had a very good, well paid job. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I struggled to see that kind of. of mm-hmm. uh, but but and and certainly with my mother, she you know that that matriarchy patriarchy role within the household wasn't there mm-hmm. because my dad did a lot of the cooking. Mm-hmm. Mom was away working quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but in my grandparents, yeah, definitely was. Mm-hmm. No difference. Yeah, I mean, I I just thought about it. Like, I mean, in our family, it kind of was like that. I mean, by my both my grandmas did the cooking, and then it switched. Like, I mean, my like my parents' generation, uh, it was actually my uncles and my my dad that actually cooked the most. Like, my mom didn't like cooking at all. Like, she she would do it. Like, she could do it. Like, she she had the skills. But I think it was yeah. a little bit like you. I mean, she 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 had the skills, but like. If she didn't have to, like she wouldn't do it. Like it was more a okay. Like someone has to cook. Yeah. Thing. So no. I think no, so I've probably done my granddad a disservice there, mm-hmm. and he may have cooked quite a bit. But mm-hmm. I think he, he cooked if she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas it's not the same with my dad. My mom mm-hmm. would be home, and my dad would cook, and mm-hmm. she would stand talking to my dad while my dad was cooking. He's always had a love of cooking, and I do as well. I, I, mm-hmm. I may not be very good at it, perhaps, but I love doing it. And like, and relaxation for me is chopping mm-hmm. onions. I'm, I'm, and I blitz through them. I'm really good with a knife. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll go through four onions in the time mm-hmm. that most people will do one. So I'm not mm-hmm. crying from the onions because they're already in the pan cooking. <laughs> the <time laughs> exactly. anything gets through. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you you can't do like a trifle like right now, or you can't get a no. trifle from your grandma. I mean, you couldn't eat it, or you wouldn't eat it anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's the sad part, isn't mm-hmm. it? That, that like my, my dad's got a few recipes written down in a mm-hmm. book, and he's passed them on to Ellis because mm-hmm. he's making a big thing about giving them to Ellis. But my grandmother never—it was all—it was all in her head. Mm-hmm. She she never passed anything anywhere, and it's <laughs> it's gone now. You know, yeah. I, I I wouldn't know where to start. I'll, I'll have a dab at it, but mm-hmm. I'll sit there and I'll pull it out and stick it in my mouth and go. Yeah, nope. it, the the problem with the recipes usually is like even if you have them. It's the mistakes that are the important thing. Like the things that she didn't do the way it was in a recipe. Like she would never write down that, oh yeah, I messed that up like basically every time. And it just ended up great. Like she she usually, I mean, it's what I remember from my grandma. Like the recipes she wrote down were the perfect versions of it and never the real versions of like what she cooked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, I, I messed up on my cooking night for this, com- mm-hmm. this in-house competition last week. Uh, there was a thing called a gremolata, and I was supposed to have made that. And Sharon said, "What's the gremolata?" Then I went, um, uh, "It's the sauce." And she went, oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't. I'd completely <laughs> forgotten to do it. <laughs> this oh, this parsley funny. thing that goes with it, but mm-hmm. I hadn't done it. So mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Done." I'm told you. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So, um, last thing I want to ask you is like, what's your favorite dish right now? Something that you really enjoy, either cooking yourself and you have some like story to it or like anything you really really enjoy right now oh man that's uh oh, one of your favorites doesn't have to be the favorite like 
Wonderful. I've never been a desserts person mm-hmm. uh, particularly, but I love my dad's Christmas pudding, and I'll always have a piece of that at Christmas regardless. I'm mm-hmm. never going to get away from that. Um, I love brandy cream on it and that kind of thing. It's it's always a big thing. So And that's that's been lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss ice cream. Probably that's the only thing on the diet that I really miss is ice mm-hmm. cream. Um, I do enjoy having ice cream, but yeah. it's so full of sugar and it's unbelievable. Yep. And things like panna cotta, I adore panna cotta, that's mm-hmm. full of sugar. Mm-hmm. I love posset as well. Uh, you know, a lime and raspberry posset is God's mm-hmm. gift to me, and it, I can't have that. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of stuff I really miss. Um, I love meat. Uh, I love slow cooked meat. So, some like a you know lamb that's slow cooked in a good sauce, or a beef casserole with uh, with Guinness or something like that in it. So it's really rich mm-hmm. and lush sauces. I'm big on flavors. I like peppery stuff. Um, I love the curry over the road at the Kismet. I've got the best curry ass in the world where I live, <laughs> um, and their uh, their stuff is is zingy and fresh mm-hmm. and and beautiful. Um, and I can eat everything on the menu there up to mm-hmm. the Vindaloo quite happily. Mm-hmm. You um, probably have at some point. I have. I've eaten everything on the menu, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, uh, and it's uh, – so I love my curries as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, it's hard to say what your favourite dish is, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it is. Because you, you, it's, it's kind of like mood as well, isn't it? I love mm-hmm. a barbecue. And the, last week, actually, we had a barbecue in the garden. And mm-hmm. Sharon's like – I said, so where's the coals? And it's like 6 p.m. Where's the coals? Uh we haven't got any. Okay, so how are we going to have a barbecue then? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. No, that's your job. You do the cooking. I'm like, oh, okay, it's my fault. And then I said, right, we're going to do it over an open fire. Mm-hmm. So we cleaned the thing down, and I got some of the logs that we use for the wood-burning stove, and I put those in, and there's flames licking up at the back. And she said, how are you going to cook it like that? So I just pull it further away. It's a radiant energy, so inverse mm-hmm. square law of prize, you know, double-distance quarter energy. Mm-hmm. It's got to work. And then I slowly inched it forwards as the flames were dying down, and then mm-hmm. it went to smolder and had it right over the top. And the flavor was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Much better than cooking over coal. So I, I really want to start cooking over real wood now. Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't know what it is about like cooking over real wood. I, I had the chance to like cook like in a, on a real like wood oven, like an old one, like somewhere like I want to say as a teenager. I was I started cooking for a lot of like uh, like youth groups and whatever, and like there was one like we were somewhere in Switzerland, I think, and we like there was a wooden oven, and that's still to this day one of my favorite like ovens I've yeah. ever cooked on. Like it's. It's it's crazy. Like it's it's so different than than anything we do. I've made I've made um, like casserole type stuff as well mm-hmm. over with by putting a pan over mm-hmm. an open fire mm-hmm. um, in the garden, and that's that's got a different flavour to it. Yeah. Um, and I converted my barbecue, so I I got my cousin to cut out a piece of an oil drum, mm-hmm. and I fashioned it into a hoop that went in the middle with a slit at the front, mm-hmm. so I can turn my barbecue into a pizza oven. Mm-hmm. And, and that, when we do that, that's always wood that's burning in there, and the pizzas mm-hmm. out of that taste amazing even though i'm not supposed to have them mm-hmm. well you can do different things with that i mean you don't have to do pizza in, a, in that oven like the, the heat the temperature like there's like a lot of like crazy stuff you can do with that so jazz because i mean the thing you've got is is you can't once you take the lid off that's mm-hmm. it all the heat's gone you've yeah. got to build that heat up and retain yeah. it so you've only got that slit to go through mm-hmm. which is why the pizza works so what mm-hmm. else am i going to put in there then um i mean I, I could definitely see something like you would probably put like a layer of bacon in there like basically i, I 
I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm trying to to like imagine. Can, oh, the like, problem is the heat because it's incredibly hot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about you know a thousand that's, degrees. That's right. Like really, so, so really... your meats will cook really really quickly on the exactly. Outside that's and not that's in the why middle. like like thin thin cut bacon would be perfect for that because like it doesn't like take that long at that temperature like to to cook through. Yeah. So I could definitely see something with with bacon like as a as a base and then maybe like some veggies on top. Well, I do industrial photography, and I'm going back 20 years, perhaps, at a construction site. Mm-hmm. I had um, I had egg and bacon off a shovel mm-hmm. over a, over an open fire over a brazier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's easily done. Yeah, exactly. Like something something like that, I could definitely imagine. Yeah. That so cool. good good to know. I mean, as as you said, like it's very difficult to to decide, like what's your favorite. Like for me, it changes all the time. Like I have I have a favorite dish of the whatever the week the month maybe that i make like five times and yeah. then then something else comes along i'm like okay i'm done with that next thing it's uh, mood it's yeah, definitely it mood is. and you know there's there's days you want you know you're sitting in and it's freezing cold outside mm-hmm. you've got the log burner going it's like i want something stodgy i want something that's mm-hmm. that's rich and juicy and and soupy and gloopy mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff whereas you know you sit in the you know i'd love a piece of barbecued chicken and, and some salad in the summer so mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, I and I think that's that's why a lot of it is also like a lot of memories are wrapped up in the, in that. Like, I mean, you remember your like that time, as you said, like where you would go to your grandma and you would have that trifle. A time where like maybe like whatever it was Christmas and like it was cold and and you did yeah. something with the family, like that stuff you remember. The food that's attached to that you remember very well. Um, so. I mean, aromatic crispy duck pancake rolls as well as something that's a real favourite for mm-hmm. me. And I, I've I've actually stopped and gone out for those when <laughs> I've been driving home from work years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm sitting driving back home and it's just like I can actually physically taste that in my mm-hmm. mouth while I'm driving along. The auto-suggestion is so strong yeah, for it. That's so true. And it's just like, okay, let's just deviate and go to Chungying mm-hmm. and buy some crispy yeah. duck pancakes. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Like I, I've had that as well. Where like you drive past something that you've tasted like five times, and you can you can taste it. It's really really interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Any? No, it was really good. I enjoyed that. I thought, I thought about it more because I was sitting going, mm. bloody hell, half an hour. <laughs> Grandma's rifle. That's going to be going. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but no, I got a load out of that. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's as I said, it's a cool thing about about I think this show and also in general, like talking about food. Like, we don't have to have a topic or anything. Like, we simply start with like with a memory or something, and then you just follow it. I mean, I did that with Doc as well. Like, we follow, we went around the world ultimately. Like, I, I think I have to do some more episodes with him. Like, just going into details because we didn't even cover anything like i mean he has traveled so much i mean you've been to germany you've been to like a lot of different places and there's probably more that we could we could like go into and like more stories and more interesting foods that you you've discovered yeah no most of mine particularly with america are horror stories of (laughs) of walking into bob evans for the first time in my entire life and trying to order a breakfast and it was like 15 minutes going what she's like i said can i have some sausage please yeah do you want links or patties what What's the link or a patty then? Like, yeah. Have some bacon. Yeah, okay. Uh, and there's three choices of bacon. I'm like, no, well, okay. Um, uh, can I have eggs? Yeah, how do you want your eggs? Mm-hmm. Why, why do they come? And she's like, she looks, she rolls her eyes like, like there's 12 exactly. different ways you can have eggs, mate, for Christ's exactly. sake. <laughs> so, yeah, that's America for you. It's not just one choice. choice. And I don't want the choice. Yeah. I just want bacon, sausage, and egg, please. That'd be great. Yeah, on a plate. Yeah. 
Yeah. How do you want it on a plate? <laughs> I was going to cut my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's, a, that's America for you. Like too many too many choices sometimes. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, then tell everybody where they can find you. Well, if you want to listen to tech podcasting and see Patrice on a regular basis, come to BritishTechNetwork.com and join us every Friday afternoon mm -hmm. at 4 p.m. for the Mac Show, 8 p.m. for the Big Show. And I do a photo show as well because I'm a photographer. I've been doing that for 36 years. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, not the podcast, the photography. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I host that. We had a really interesting one last night, actually, because we had um, some of the uh, – the guys from the Slack room on, mm -hmm. and we talked about um, uh, you know questions and, and answers over how they did their uh, their photography and you know ways of improving it and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So we're going to do that, try and do that once a month. I think about mm -hmm. it. You know. um, so yeah, no, it'd be good. Be yeah, good. it's it's uh, a it's, it's a really great lot. show. Also, also the Slack room is great for that. Like if you're if you're at Perfect. all into into any, I mean honestly into anything, join the Slack room. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter what it is. Like there will be someone that that you can talk to. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's 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 great. Um, yeah. Other than that, you can. I think you're also on Twitter, right? Still. Uh, yeah. Uh, at you and ranking on Twitter, uh, at British Tech on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram at Twelve Space Media. Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. He has some. I mean, if you want to see like the the food he's he's doing and some videos and some photography stuff and so on, definitely go on Instagram. Like it's well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, some it's definitely it. worth it. Some of it. No, it's it's all worth it. I'm 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 really enjoying it. Yeah, and you can find me, um, well, on British Tech Network as we just established yeah. every week. Um, you can find everything I do on thepatrice.com, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Foodie Flashback. And if you have any story to tell, any questions, any suggestions, anything then just send me a message or head over to foodieflashback.com for all episodes and also like a little form if you want to you want to join us and i think that's it thanks for listening see you next time <laughs>